And welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Jigglefist Givenisi. And today we're talking about following advice from other uh, online entrepreneurs or just entrepreneurs in general, other business peoples. Uh, and joining me on the show today is my buddy, Baron Quattro, uh, the creator of EffortlessJet.com, a men's style resource site with a focus on building a lean, minimalist wardrobe. Hey, Baron. Hey, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. That's a nice little intro. You say Quattro? That's interesting. I did say Quattro because I was thinking I got I literally mentioned Quantro, the drink, <laughs> and then I I was like I completely fucking like mixed the two things together. We can we can like do Quattro. Quattro? Yeah, it's fine. Let's do that. It's, it's Baron Four. There's a D in uh, there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quadro. There you go. Got it. Still love you. I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's a badass mic you got there. Is it, it looks like a. It's like a, I call it an Elvis mic. Is it like an? It looks like a like one of those like airstreams, those silver airstreams. Yeah, it's uh. I don't know how good it is, but hopefully this works out. It's just like a blue snowball. Have you ever seen those? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty basic mic, but it works. But it's chrome. It is chromed out. It's chromed out hard. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, listen. Uh, before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. Anyway, uh, I want to... I want to get a little bit deeper into your site specifically because uh, I don't really know much about the fashion industry. Is it, would you call it fashion? I don't know if you call it fashion. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably the most common term that people refer to it as, so I just go with it. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's big. Yeah. And, and like, you're, you're, what would you consider yourself on that, like, scale of, like, are you in the top percentile of, like, you know, blogs on the on the or would you call it a blog or a resource site or what you know i don't know it's weird when i first started i was probably and even back when i did start i felt like i was late to the game mm. um but then now looking back i realized i was one of the i would say one of the originals but i did sure. start off as it was just purely a blog right and back then there was no instagram or youtube well there was youtube but it wasn't big um yep. there was just twitter and so that's how i built most of my audience oh really was, was through twitter and um yeah, I mean, now, I don't know, it's so weird because nowadays, you know, people who start, you know, stuff in men's 
the men's fashion or men's style space, they don't typically start a blog anymore. I think people go directly to like Instagram, Instagram. Or, or YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Which They're I mean, try I, to be a personal influencer, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it makes sense because, you know, it's all visual. Um, it's hard to mm-hmm. write about how something fits versus like showing you on Instagram or showing you on YouTube. So I get it. Yeah. Uh, it was just different times back then. And um, I wouldn't say I'm one of the biggest or top percentiles. I'm definitely one of the older ones. Um, yeah. And, the, one of the, yeah. And so, you know, now there's a, there's a conference for, that specific type of blogger, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm influential. That's I actually yeah. am one of the original people who go to go to that conference as well. And those yeah. are a bunch of good guys. I mean, you know, it's essentially you take your internet business niche site uh, cohort or whatever, and then it's basically all the guys who are in menswear, and that's all it is basically. Yep. But it's, yeah. de- it's definitely more business focused. It's more like sales focused and um, how to run your company or your business. So sure, it's, it's not like a bunch of guys walking around in suits. Talking about, yeah, that. Talking about clothing. But I mean, that's the same as, like, at FinCon. Like, you know, since the personal finance blogging space happens to just be a big niche within blogging, it's like a sub-niche of blogging or, or website ownership or whatever. Uh, you know, yes, they're not there learning how to, you know, get out of debt. They're there learning how to run their personal finance websites. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you just know, you just know you're in a big category when that happens, when you get, like, a, a conference starts. Yeah, I think your like travel blogging is another one. Right, right. Um, yeah, I think we the first one was for it was it used to be called StyleCon. We, I don't know, it's a random name. Um, yeah, it, it started off I think like four years ago, and there were like fifteen of us. Uh-huh. And we were like in the back of this brewery in LA. It was so random, um, but we just I that think was the first StyleCon, the very first one. Yeah. I think we were just kind of curious. The, the founders were curious if anyone was going to come. They wanted to keep it small and see like what the sure. interest was like and see what it was like locally in LA. And then uh, the, the founder, one of the founders, Aaron Marino, is actually uh, from Atlanta. So now yep. they've been hosting it in Atlanta ever since. And it's huge now. I think it's like 400 people that go. Damn. Yeah, yeah it's pretty big. It's a lot. Yeah. So it's good. That actually go to the conference. That's like... I mean, who knows how many more there are out there that just aren't going to the conference. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I guess you could say that about any sort of uh, niche site conference, That's right? That's true. Yeah. Um, so how have things changed since you started it? Uh, obviously, there's more competition, right? Or if you would, if you even want to call it that. Or there's more people operating in the same space. Has things gotten, you know, better, worse, plateau, anything like that? Like anything that's like has happened in your industry specifically? Um, I think it's, you know, it's growing a lot. Uh, and I think the fact that there are so many more ways to, um, to, I guess, get your stuff out there. Like, you know, like I said, there wasn't YouTube wasn't really popular yet for fashion or whatever. Um, you know, Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah. There's just, there are so many more ways to do it now. And, um, I think it's just like, it's hard to say like, who's the, the best or the top because everyone's just so different. Right. Um, but yeah, it's definitely changed. And I think in order to stay relevant, just like with any industry, you kind of have to go with, uh, where the trends are taking you. So like, for example, I started, I finally, after years of my colleagues telling me to do it, I started my own YouTube channel. So I've been focusing a lot on that. And then, uh, my, my, my goal essentially is to take the website that already exists that has nine, Uh nine years worth of articles and make that more of a resource site, similar to what you're doing with your sites and just like, right pure like beautiful resources like long long form posts etc and i think to show my personality or like more uh current stuff i want to talk about that i don't necessarily want to talk about on the website i want to do that in on youtube with videos right. so right that's kind of my approach going forward so that's your you're getting into youtube not instagram 
Uh, yeah, more YouTube. Um, okay. I mean, Instagram is great. I think that I could I could have probably focused on that too. I just think YouTube. I like the idea of creating uh, longer, creating videos that longer than fifteen seconds or whatever it is. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. I just think there's more chan- uh, more of a chance for me to explain what I'm talking about and for me to showcase my personality more, etc. So. Yep. I just don't see the value of Instagram yet as for, for what we do. I mean, there's literally no reason for me to be on it for Swim University. I tried to be on it for Brew Cabin, and I noticed that, like, the only thing that was coming from it was brand deals. You know, mm-hmm. like, people – like, I was taking pictures of, like, homebrewing stuff. And then a, uh, one of the homebrewing companies, you know, that sells a product would reach out to me and say, hey, I really like your photos. Like, can I send you this free fermenter and you can take photos of that and put it on in- your Instagram account? <laughs> and I'm like, sure. I mean, I want a free fermenter. But I, t- then I was like, I was getting zero traffic to my website. Mm-hmm. I was making zero dollars with it because I'm like, well, how does this how does this build an audience? Like no one's uh, th- th- there's a disconnect. Like everything lives on Instagram. There's no Instagram to you know, your website to turn into an email subscriber and that way you can like keep reusing over and over again. Yeah. I guess it kind of depends on your business, right? I mean, I know guys who live on Instagram who just, who don't even have a website. They just, that's their, that's their thing. That's, that's their, their platform, th- which I don't know. That would make me nervous personally, but that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I no mean, way. something could change anyway, but uh, aside from all that, the fact that they've built, they were able to build a business just off of a platform. And I think what they've done is essentially like, you know, obviously built an audience. And I think what they do on there is brand deals, one affiliate two, uh-huh. And yeah. then, um, I think How do they, they do affiliates. Um, there, there are features now on Instagram where you can like click a photo to shop. Um, and there are actual, like, I don't know if they're plugins, but like you can use specific links and then they take you to like an Instagram friendly shopping page, things like that. So there's more like, there's more monet, uh, monetary or monetization, um, uh, strategies. Yeah. On there now. Uh, it wasn't always like that. So, right. I, but then again, like, I think it's a whole thing. You have to really commit to it. And if it's not really your main business focus as far as like revenue generated then why bother if it's not really yeah. playing to your game you know right and and youtube is for you that makes sense that yeah. makes sense for me too yeah i just yeah right um yeah i just think like it's well what I, so also for me i was looking at it as a personal challenge like i didn't i have a hard time being in front of the camera at least in the beginning and i was like you know i'm gonna uh-huh. i'm gonna do this because i know i have something to say and i can present it well and when i'm comfortable i think i have a good personality at least that's what people tell me so uh i figure like yeah. i figure that'll show up on camera eventually right so yeah um, if you just keep trying yeah you keep yeah. doing it enough and yeah. yeah just keep improving and and yeah so i yeah, was looking, yeah. i was looking at it as as a personal challenge to me and um and i think there are a lot of other benefits too i mean there's a whole audience on there that does not read words so the, right. i'm building like a whole another silo of potential customers that i would have never reached otherwise because they just don't go to websites they don't go to blogs yeah. they only stay on youtube so you know i can't i for me i don't feel good only doing youtube because i need to have an email list i need to have a website at least for me um uh-huh. so i i'm just using youtube as a way to kind of grow a secondary audience and yeah some are going to filter over to sure to the site. And then also I think another benefit to this is like I'm getting eyeballs from a lot of brands who want more video content. Right. So, I mean, there's another, so, yeah, cause you're, yeah. Cause you do sponsorship deals, right? Yeah. And you do affiliate links and you have your own products. So you basically have the almost, I mean, besides the sponsorship deals now, like you have the exact same business model as I do on some university. Right. Yeah. Which is and, like, yeah. Build resource content. Uh, I did have a, YouTube, I mean, I have a YouTube channel. I don't, I haven't made a video on it in years, but uh, it still it still gets new subscribers every year. Weirdly yeah. enough, are all, uh, are all your music videos and stuff on your channel? Or are they all different in different places? 
Uh, they are all in different places. So my the pool rap video that I have is on the is on Swim University's channel. Okay, but the uh, but like some of the other ones are kind of floating on all these different channels, and I just kind of combine them all. I just you know create a playlist on my personal channel, which doesn't get any play whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, it's I have that, and that works. It, it definitely brings people to the site because I I promote the site in the videos and stuff, and right. make people come to the website, and then. I mean, I don't do this now, but I could add affiliate links in the description for the YouTube video. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you, uh, which I've, I've definitely used. Like, uh, do you watch, like, Peter McKinnon or anybody? Mm-hmm. Like, for, yeah. So uh, he always puts, like, his gear list yeah. in the, uh, I'm like, yeah, I want that fucking camera. Yeah. Like, give me that camera. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, when we first got started, because you're, yeah, you're about the same time frame as me as, like, uh, 10 years almost it's crazy of like doing this shit yeah it's crazy uh back in the day um there was not many people like now you have menfluential uh which i think now is a better i think is a better resource for you would you say like you're getting better advice from those guys than you were from like the grand community when it was larger yeah because they're more they understand your world a little bit more yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, there are guys in the community, in the conference, and who I know personally who are just further along than me, and they're in my specific niche, so I can say, hey, have you dealt with this problem, or how would you right. how would you fix this thing? And they can know specifically what I'm talking about, you know, because we're doing the same thing, so. Right. And give you specific advice, like, hey, I, I did this, and it actually worked. Yeah, right, exactly. And you're like, oh, I didn't even, fuck, I didn't even think that would work for me. <laughs> right, yes. You know, I mean, so... Uh, yeah, so kind of what I wanted to talk about was I feel like, yeah, I feel like you and I, of anybody that I know in, in this space, we have very similar uh, – We have well, first of all, we have similar business models, and we have similar – like we, we deal with a lot of the same issues, I think, when it comes to trying to transfer advice from – the general advice givers on the internet in this online business space to what we do personally. So uh, one of the, one of the things that like, and not, not, this is nothing against the advice that I've gotten because they just, you sometimes just blanket advice works for a lot of people, but it just doesn't work for, I I think, and I'll, I'll just say what I do and maybe you can relate to this or not. But uh, when I started swim university, like I was following this this company uh, or these two guys who I still talk to one of them today, but like he had this, they were basically teaching Black Hat SEO, mm-hmm. right? And I was doing that for a while, and it worked out. And then after that, I started following people like Pat Flynn and his advice of like be everywhere and get in front of other people with the same audience as you, and uh, a lot of these. And like and be in forums and you know do that that whole deal like right. a lot of that shit just did not work for me and I and I had nowhere to turn like I just was like this, you know and then I, and then another I'll just say them all right now like I got another piece of advice from uh, and not that they literally directly gave me this advice as human beings but like through their website and stuff mm-hmm. uh, oh god yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nathan Barry, I just like what I'm, I'm like. What do I want to call him, Barry? His name's not Barry. <laughs> uh, uh, so Nathan, I remember when he came out with his book Authority. Uh, I read that and I was like, he was like, dude, charge a lot of money for your book. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm gonna charge forty nine dollars for my pool book. And no one bought that shit. And I just a lot of things that I tried to do 
it just didn't work for my industry and it didn't work for my business model. Right. And I struggle. It took, and I think the reason why I'm at year 10 and still am not quote unquote crushing it uh, is because I literally had to figure all this shit out for myself. And like, I took advice and I tried it and then I realized like too late that it just didn't, wasn't going to work for me. And then I had to come up with my own thing to deal with. And I'm assuming you had similar woes. Yeah, and I still do today. Like, I still experience yeah, that stuff all the time. And, you know, like, I uh, I follow, like, the, I don't even, I don't even know the names. So it looks like Ramit Sethi, for example, yep. or, like, all yeah. the, the bigger um, guys who, and I'm not knocking Veterans. them because they're, they're doing amazing shit and their advice is gold. But I think the one of the key takeaways that was said to me, I don't know if I read it on one of his blog posts or um, it was in a forum or something, but he said something mm-hmm. like, it was very, like, um, kind of it was just like a side comment but it was basically that um let me try to think how i'm trying to paraphrase this he basically said that you know your basically your mileage may vary like not everything Uh. that we teach you or that you learn is going to apply directly to you so even even if even if you want to sell a course for 297 or 997 if your niche if your niche doesn't support that sort of pricing it's just not going to work so you have to figure out what that pricing level and ceiling is for your specific niche so i'm in the same boat as you as far as like i don't think anyone will people have bought my course when i priced it at 199 or 149 but one i didn't feel that great about it two yeah i was like there i could probably sell more if i just priced it like like less you know right because who wants to who wants to pay at least in my niche who wants to pay that much for advice or how to dress well you can literally probably find this advice anywhere on, on, as long as you have time to look. And so, I mean, maybe that's just me being negative, but I also don't feel great about selling something that's three figures for this specific topic. So, yeah, and, and they're also buying something from you that they're going to have to buy other stuff on top of it to complete the thing, right? That's another thing I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, not only are they paying for this, you know, knowledge, but they're also paying for um, the, the stuff they have to buy. So, I know that they're factoring in those prices, you know, as they sure. look at the price of the course. But regardless, like, um, I just think that with any advice that we get, I think it's important to sort of listen to everything, but then like take what's applicable to you and then just discard the rest. That's always been my motto. Um, what do you mean by that? So like if I take a piece of advice that says, uh, you know, you should sell online courses and you should price them at two ninety nine, I like to take advice and try things and I will try to sell a course for two ninety nine, but if it doesn't work, I will still keep the advice that I should sell courses, but then maybe I would ch- try different pricing because that pricing isn't working for me. So I, I discard the information that I don't think is applicable to me applicable to me as I try it. But everything else I just I hang on to and I, I take what's good and leave what's bad, basically. But how do you know that until you do it? You don't. That's why you have to try shit. Right. So you just so you think that because I mean I'll tell you, I mean, for ten years all I've done is fucking try everything. Yeah. And I've I wish that I was a little bit more, I wish I had that mindset throughout this whole time, which is, you know, oh, someone told me to do this. I, I, would, I would personally like to do that. And so, yes, I'm going to go and do that, and I'm going to do it my way. Right. And I never do. I always do it their way to the T. I'm a very good at following directions, <laughs> and I follow it, their directions, and then I put out the thing, and then I'm disappointed. And then how do you manage that disappointment with, you know, either giving up because a lot of people would give up, mm-hmm. right? Versus, oh well, that maybe it's just, instead of me, instead of going that that's my fault or that's me, that's my problem. It's no, that's the industry that I operate in 
that's just that just is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I struggled with that for a long time. I would take advice and try it, and yeah. it didn't work for me. And then I and then I kind of wonder, wait, is it me? Am I missing a step here? Um, yeah, I think for me at least, it came just with the experience of trying things over and over and realizing like all advice won't work, especially if they're in different niches, it won't necessarily work for your niche. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've learned a ton from you, especially just because like, you know, you've, I know you've tried a bunch of shit, you document everything and then you're mm-hmm. like, Hey, like this price point won't work for my products. So therefore I won't do it. And then I was like, wait, that makes sense. If <laughs> not all products or not all niches can support a three figure product for an ebook, right? So yeah, no, totally. And so, I tried, yeah, I tried it. It was and it wasn't even that high, like forty nine dollars for a pool book. I'm like, and I I justified it in my head mm-hmm. because that's how you know Nathan's book. And again, no fault to them because they're just they're they only know their own experience, just like I only know my own experience. Which is yeah, if you're if you're teaching people how to make more money then it doesn't matter how much your book costs because in their brains they're like well if i buy this book for 200 and i make 400 then i the book p- more than pays for itself right but if somebody buys a, a 200 dollar book on pools and then they still their pool's still green they're going to be super pissed or they're never going to even buy it in the first place cuz they're like well not only do i have to pay 200 dollars just to know this when i could go to the pool store down the street and ask anybody there or i could you know, read, re, I could read his, I'd rather read his entire blog or, oh, I'm going to buy all these fucking chemicals. That's going to cost me $300. So what's the, you know, what's the point? And I think a lot of people struggle with this and are not being honest with themselves that they are struggling with this and they're still trying to push that really expensive product. I can think of one in my head, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so what, what do they say? Like money, dating and relationships, if you can teach or money, dating, was health, it? health, money, health. wealth, and yeah, something, like, yeah, health. Yeah, yeah. So if you can like teach people something on how to improve one of those three things, people are willing to pay money for that, obviously, right? right. Any like a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's yeah. why those niches are really easy to sell sell things. But versus like something like ours, where it's like almost like a nice to have versus like a need to have. Yes. Um, it's luxury. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's harder to sell, and you know, um. And this is, I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe there's someone out there who's killing it on style ebooks that I don't know about. But I just, in my experience over nine years, I just haven't really sold a shit ton. In the beginning I did. And then like, I think the internet grew up and now I don't sell that many. But I think what can do really well. So going back to what sells in my specific niche, I think like consulting or uh, coaching will would do yeah. really like personal styling is what we would call it. Uh, like that you can sell high ticket items because people want the solution like don't fucking teach me how to dress oh, am i allowed to cuss on this podcast Sorry. yeah okay are you, are you, do you know who i am <laughs> like don't yeah. don't fucking teach me how to dress like just tell me what to buy so i look cool so i can go on good dates you know like whatever right. like that's what guys want and, they, and guys who have money will pay for that knowledge because it's it's like personal it's you're here with me showing me what to buy and now yes. after our session of two days now i know what i can buy for the rest of my life you know like yeah and and at the same time like what are you really selling are you, you're selling them confidence yeah exactly exactly right i'm not right? selling you the information on how to wear or buy clothes i'm showing you how to be more confident how to look better how to feel better about yourself like that's the that's the product so i think that's where you can make a lot of money uh, in niches that aren't necessarily you know um uh, I need need to have. So they're like you know luxuries or whatever. Like, yeah, that's how you can do. It. I think that's my hypothesis. Only because I have friends who are doing really great in personal styling, and I can see 
as a way to go. So like for, you know, for you, obviously, I don't know if you want to consult people on their pools, but I think that's a way where you could, yeah, right. Exactly. You could charge a lot, but I mean, you know, or or you could just build a cool business that you're building right now and just scale that shit. Yeah. I mean, it's, but I have to scale it much higher than most people. Like I, I can't like you look at when I, and again, I'm all, you know, back in the day, I was always comparing myself to the Pat Flynn's of the world or like fizzle or all of these people who were, Literally, their their business was teaching me how to do my business. Right. So so all of their advice comes from like, well, it worked for us. <laughs> you know, like, hey, you can have a membership site. I'm like, okay. So I, right. I fucking tried that. You know, I tried to do a membership site for pool care. Guess what, man? No one wants to join. <laughs> First of all, no one's ever heard of it. So they're like, this is a totally new thing. Right. Uh, and like, you know. And then there's, you know, the the pool, the ebook thing I did, I literally was, you know, I remember uh, Pat Flynn in his early days, I don't even think he ever said this, uh, but, but like, I think his story was he came up, like, he put all of his notes for doing architecture on online, and then, like, all of a sudden there was traffic, and then he just packaged all that stuff up and sold it as an ebook right. and made money from it. And I'm like, and then the advice was, dude, just take everything off your website package it into a pdf sell that i'm like oh no one's and i in my brain i'm like no one's gonna buy that and i did it and not a lot of people bought it but it started to grow but i got a lot of returns like dude this is just the shit that's on your website (laughs) right that's funny i was like well you know the people they're not that they were smarter but they just had different values or they're like you know they were you know, Midwestern East Coast pool people who, you know, were trying to save money on their pool. And here I am just like repackaging shit they could have got for free. And they just didn't, it, the value wasn't there for them. Right. And even with the, and even pricing the book, it was, you know, these, these are people who don't buy online books. Like they just don't know. Yeah. Like, do you, I mean, I don't know if you get this as much as I do, but I get at least once a week, someone's like, when am I getting my book in the mail? Jesus. And I'm like, I don't know how many times I have to like spell it out on the website for you. I've I've written digital download ebook. I've written and it's in every sentence, right? Because I and I still get like when I I'm like, you didn't even put in your address. What do you think? <laughs> like, how did you how did you think that you were going to get this book? That's uh, amazing. And I've never you know I've never showed them that there's a physical book. I, I just I guess like they they're just in this mindset of uh, ebooks are it, books are books, you know, right and. and and so, like, even the course stuff, like, I see totally different uh, responses over at Money Lab than I do at Swim University. But, yeah, back in the day, I, you know, it was such a, it was, it was so hard to take advice from these people because I, it, it didn't hit me till later that, oh, well, they're selling to me and I'm willing to buy this stuff because I understand this technical side of things. But this advice does not apply to me at all. Right. Yeah, uh, and you know, we I think we both have learned this the hard the hard and long way. Um, What's it's, yeah? It's uh, I, maybe that's just what we had to go through in order to figure all that out because no one no one else is telling us this stuff, you know. Well, okay. What do you? What was the? Can you think of a time where you got a piece of advice from a friend or you read a blog post? It doesn't matter how long ago it could be recently, where you were like, "That makes sense. I'm going to try it," and then it completely tanked on you. Yeah, I mean, I tried a bunch of stuff. I mean, so, like, just to what go... What was the worst? Do you know the worst one? Um, I guess it's not sorry, hard to be the worst, but... Yeah. I guess uh, putting the most money into. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, so, the the two most recent things I could think of... This isn't even that recent. It's a few years ago. But I did try a membership site as well. 
uh-huh. which I, you know, it did okay. But I mean, considering the the hours of time I spent, like the hosting I probably paid for and all that stuff to build the actual thing. And for it to just not, re- it did great. And then I realized like, well, now I got to create content for this shit. I have to like figure yeah, right forever, forever. And I got to figure out yeah. like, what am I going to do? So I shut that down after like, I don't know, a year or so or a few months. And I just didn't feel like, again, like I'm always, what I'm worried about really is like the goodwill I built with my audience that I have. Like people have been following me for years and I don't want to just give them some shit and then they hate it. And then they're eventually going to hate me. Right. So right, I was right. thinking like, let me. I said I have to shut this down because I'm not. I don't feel like I'm providing the value that I want to provide for this. Um, and so, like you know, like that was a whole thing. Like, oh, start a membership site. It's great. It's going to be awesome. But then they did anyone know, specifically tell you that, or like give you like, dude, you should, you should like, was an advocate about it, or was it just like you read enough blogs, you saw saw enough success with the people around you that you thought, yeah, I'm going to try this myself. Yeah, no one told me directly, but um, that's okay. good, that's a good question. Um, yeah, no one told me directly, but it's just something that I was I was reading a lot of, and I felt like that's yeah. kind of the direction it was going. Uh, I felt like I was missing the boat. Really? I mean, like all these guys are just crushing it with like consistent monthly income, and could, it made so much sense to me. Yeah, totally, and it still does make sense to me. But maybe yeah. like maybe the niche isn't right for me. I could see you doing that for like Money Lab over like a pool care site. Oh, totally. Yeah. Right. But for pool care, absolutely not. Yeah. Right. And even like I try to do it, I try to do it on the business side of pool care. So I, was, I did it for, hmm. uh, you know, people who are in the pool industry and I would teach them how to like market their business online and that didn't work. Interesting. No one, no one knew it. No one cared. And we had a big list of people to go after and no one signed up and it was cheap. I think it was like, you know, 30 bucks a month or something like that. Huh. And we had a bunch of content spent, you know, all this money getting this content made and yeah built the whole thing yeah and then it's like it doesn't work out so it's like okay great <laughs> yeah yeah and it's and I, and then i you know later in life uh not that much later like now uh i i realized oh that's a i don't know if i want that business model because i have to like i think about netflix like netflix is still not profitable right right and i didn't know i'm like uh, you know i'm sitting here with steph doing the math like well, if everyone's paying ten dollars a month and they claim to have this many people, oh my god, they're doing like billions of dollars a month. That's insane. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh no, they spend way more of that money to Just, develop content because they have to keep the content in there moving so people continue to pay. Right. Exactly. And I'm like, well, that sucks. I don't want that rat that that hamster wheel of constantly creating shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. At that pace. I couldn't even, yeah, that's exactly what a membership site is, right? Like, so that's, that's what we would be doing. And that would have to be yeah. my whole, that would have to be my whole business. Like, I would have to not job. do anything else but create content for a membership site. Yeah. And so, like, okay, but then now I have to, like, get people to the site and pay me. So I have to, like, market. That's a whole other job. Yeah. Like, yeah. trying to market and do other content just to promote the membership site. Right. Anyway, if I had like a team of five, I guess I could probably do it if I really wanted to. But it was just not something I wanted to do. And it's, it but turn- you need to do it to realize it. Yeah, I think, and I think that's how it is with a lot of stuff. Same with like the whole, um, you know, high priced course thing. I don't think that works for for me and my niche. It doesn't work. Uh, well, okay, that's not. I shouldn't say it doesn't work, but I haven't been able to do it successfully personally yet. Like I, I know of guys who are selling their courses for that much. Maybe they're just better at selling than me. I don't know. Um, so I think in your, in your, yeah, you said in your industry, right? In my specific niche, yeah. So yeah, like okay. I think so. So you know. 
it is doable to sell a let's say a 199 course or a 24 i guess it is doable but maybe maybe it's just a mental thing for me maybe i just didn't do it well i just don't feel like it's it didn't work for me so or you don't feel good about it even or that yeah and i think that all that stuff kind of matters like it sounds corny but it kind of matters like you want to feel good about what you're selling you know yeah oh i can't yeah i would feel like a shithead if i sold anything that i thought was bad Mm -hmm. which i've which I did. I felt I did that with the membership site that I created. I didn't. I I was like, this is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was because I didn't put myself into it. Like I, I didn't do what I did best. I hired people out to do stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I was because I was trying to get it done quickly. And and I was like, well, I mean, I mean, and I'm glad that I did that because my plan was, well, if this, if people do respond to this, then I will put myself into it, and the content will be better. And I just needed to spin something up quickly. And I was just like, and and not that it was expensive, and I felt bad about that, but. I just, it was just like, yep, yeah, well, that's what I get. You know, I spent a ton of money figuring that out. And I think the money part is the hard part of, you know, doing any, trying any, any of this stuff that you get, any of this advice that you get. And I don't know, I, I still don't think I have a, a philosophy to go on, like whether or not to take advice or not, or what to take from it. Do you, you said you do, right? So, uh, I just came back from a mastermind in Seattle. I, I talk with a group of guys every, you know, we, we meet up like twice a year. Um, you probably know some of them like Nathan Barry, uh, James clear. Yeah. Do, do you know Barrett Brooks? Um, yep. I know Barrett. Yeah. Caleb Wojcik, uh, all these guys. Yeah. Uh, and we do like a mastermind every six months or maybe a year in um, person. Yeah. We meet up in person. Oh wow! Every yeah. six months. Uh, ideally, we try to do it every half a year or twice a year. Sorry, but sometimes yeah. it ends up being twelve to eighteen months. Uh, sometimes we just can't do it. But I just recently came back from um, one in Seattle with them. And what to your question earlier um, about advice from people who aren't in your niche? One thing I do appreciate about asking people for advice that aren't in my niche is that they seem to have a little bit of distance and therefore a little bit of clarity in terms of what I could improve on. And so I think like that is the, that is the value there. Like, uh, so what, how we do our mastermind is that we, we have each like a 60 or a 90 minute session where we either we present what we've worked on since the last time we met. And then we, um, talk through like some, some business problems that we're having or like whatever we want to tackle. Yeah. Uh, and just in my session alone, just hearing like these random comments about, okay, I'm trying to do this thing. And then they would come at me with like, you know, just like their, their initial thoughts or whatever. It was amazing hearing like just these little snippets of like, holy shit, I never thought about that. Or like they would, they would, they would, they would approach it like so simply. And I was like, I, in my head, I overcomplicate a lot of things that I try to do. And he said yeah. this one thing. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't think of it that way. Why don't I just do that? And then they, they, they break it down. And that, I think that's the biggest value, at least for me, that I've gotten from working with people that aren't in my direct niche is because they don't have um, they don't have like the preconceived like issues that we all have when you're all in when the same niche. Yeah, when you're when you're deep in it. Yeah, yeah exactly. They can kind of, they're, they're they're a few steps back and they can say, "Well, have you tried this?" I'm like, "Oh, fuck. I never actually thought about that even though it's right. so damn simple." Do you, what was it? Do you know? Can you say? Yeah, like so for example, um my friend uh, Ryan, I don't know if you are Ryan Delk, uh he he basically yeah. he basically said to me uh, he said something like, I don't want, I mentioned this earlier. He's like, I don't want you to teach me how to look good. I want you to tell me what to buy. I'm like, fuck. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Like I, this whole time I've been trying to teach people how to dress well. Like 
they just want me to tell them what to buy. But I always thought like, oh, no one wants to hear like no one wants me just to give them a list of links to buy. They want to like hear the reasons why. But that's totally just me talking to myself, telling myself that that's what people want. But then here's this guy who is like my potential audience member or reader Uh or, or viewer or whatever who's saying, look. Don't spend 10 minutes telling me, like, how, why something matters, like, what fabric. Just tell me what to buy. Just give me five things right. I think I'm, I'm going to want. Keep it simple. I'm like, fuck, I never thought about that. Which is dumb. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, but I, you can – I mean, it's not until you remove yourself from what you're doing to know that, like, you have to – yeah, in that sense, like, he's looking at that from – he is your customer. So you're literally talking to a customer. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's not like – it's really not like you're talking to uh, people who have not – like, I don't really have – like I followed your I followed your stuff because I was trying to do the lean wardrobe thing when I moved and I well actually actually when I became an entrepreneur I'm like all right I have all these clothes I look like shit I mean I'm wearing a fucking old navy hoodie right now I feel like uh, <laughs> and and gym shorts um, but yeah like it was I I found it interesting because of the philosophy that you were teaching uh, which I think is another valuable piece that. I don't know if anybody would think that that would be val- – like, I still have a hard time seeing value in that, hmm. even what I do. Like even like I, my, the whole first chapter of my book is like the philosophy of my, – my personal philosophy about pool care. Hmm. And a lot of people tell me I just skip over that part. I'm like that's <laughs> the fucking most important part. And, and even like I'm, I'm, right now I'm thinking about selling – or I'm going to sell a, a WordPress theme. And part of what I'm selling is actually the philosophy and not the actual technical side of it. It's like, oh, here's my approach to website design. So you're getting this whole video outline of like why I'm doing this, and you're also getting this, the product itself, you know, which I, I don't, I've never seen before. But I thought like, no, people need to know why I chose certain parts of this to look the way they do, and I don't want those questions, you know, getting back to me like, oh, I want to be able to add uh, this picture here. I'm like, uh, go back to the philosophy, go back to the manual. It's not in there. Interesting. You know? And I. And I just think like I, I, but I lose, I forget that. Yeah. Cause I'm like, people want a WordPress theme and they're like, and then someone's like, no, people want you to tell them what to put on their WordPress theme, hmm. you know? And it's like, oh, cause they trust you to tell them. And they're like, they're asking for you because you designed yours and everyone likes your stuff. So therefore just tell me what to do. Right. Yeah. I think we, as creators, tend to overcomplicate things sometimes. And we try to do good based on what we think is necessary. But sometimes people just want the fucking answer. Like, just tell yeah. me what to do. Just tell me. What, I mean, that's – can you think about it, like, in the, in another area of your life where you're like, just tell me what to buy? Oh, yeah. Probably everything else, right? Like, yeah. I'm, like, the simplest person. Like, just – I just want to know – give me the answer. I got other things to do. Like, just right. tell me what to get or tell me what to – tell me what to think sometimes even, you know? like Right. And that's what I do even the, in the pool site is most of my articles are like, just go buy this thing. Yeah. <laughs> go buy this chemical. This will take care of it. Don't think about it. Don't right. – no other options, you know? Right. I think as soon as you give somebody options, it's like choice fatigue and they are yeah. like, nope, I'm not going to – you know, it's the same with, like – and I don't know – um, this whole idea of uh, another one of these like online entrepreneurial uh, philo- uh, no not philosophy but psychological tactics of like price tiering uh-huh. I-, I don't know if I personally believe in it <laughs> I think every time I there's a price tier I'm like I either buy the cheapest one because that's my brain mm-hmm. and it doesn't really help me or I just like nah fuck this I'm not buying it that's interesting I yeah I, I'm kind of the same way like I 
I tend to like read, I compare all the tiers and I'm like, oh, is this, is it, do I value this X amount more? Maybe I'm just like right. the wrong, maybe I'm the wrong target shopper for whatever specific thing I'm looking at. And that's why I'm not, because you know, there's always like a subset of people who just buy the top tier, right? Yeah. And so I, I'm not one of those people. I, I don't think I am either. And maybe that's why it doesn't work on me, but apparently tier price tiering works. I don't know. Uh, but in what crowd? Have you tried it on your stuff? Uh, yeah, I've tried it. Uh, so I okay. So I kind of I don't not that it was shady, but it was more like I was trying to guide people to buy a specific one. So I essentially priced two things, the exact same, and mm-hmm. so there was like a low tier and there was a high tier, but the high tier had two of the same. It, this, the price was the same. It just had one had like a, another extra option, and I, it's because I read some pricing theory thing somewhere that says that if you do this, that they're not going to choose between high and low. They're going to choose between the two high things. And yeah. that actually did work. I don't think that's the same as like price tiering necessarily, but sure. um, you know, this is the fact that like, oh, this extra shit comes with it, so I'm going to get this one. And so yeah, it did work. But again, I've only tried that one time, and I only had one product. So I mean, I don't, I don't know if that works across all, you know, all situations in my niche. But I right. think, I think price, price uh, tier um, pricing strategy is kind of interesting. Uh, but you're right; like, I don't always fall for it the way that I think some people right. expect you to. And maybe it's just because we're in, we're so deep into the that Maybe. side of it too you know it's like probably. we know that that's a tactic so that's, <laughs> i'm not gonna fall for it that's true probably you know but i mean i just think about uh i recently for me and i don't know if this happened to you but i uh i fell into the facebook ad trap mm-hmm. and i you know i i tend to i tend to be a sponge where people will uh say something they're like oh i started doing uh facebook ads and i'm like oh yeah they're like, yeah, I'm fucking crushing it. I'm like, yeah, how, how'd you do that? And they started telling me the whole story. I'm like, oh, shit. And I like in my head, I'm just like, that'll work. Yeah, I could do right. that. And then I, I recently I hired a Facebook ads coach, <laughs> paid for that, paid for the ads, started running them, probably spent $5,000 roughly. And at the end of it, I was like, all of that made no sense. <laughs> and it's no one's fault but mine because I didn't have a goal. Huh. I just want it. I just want money. Like I was just like, oh, this is a way. This is what everyone else is doing, and so I need to do this too because everyone else is crushing it. And I realized, uh, and I realized that the people that I was following, the people that I had gotten this advice—not again, not direct advice from—but the people that I was reading their success stories, um, ha- were selling high-priced products. Mm-hmm. We're selling like products that were like two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars. And they were putting, I mean, they were putting them into a webinar right? and like they had this whole funnel and I was like, I'm going to set up that exact thing. And I set up that exact thing and I hated every single moment of it. It was <laughs> just, I hated being that person doing webinars. And then I, no one bought anything and I'm like, I spent all this money. I hated it. No one bought anything. Why did I do it in the first place when I did, when I knew that's not what I wanted? Right. And I actually had to raise the price of my products just so... I could make the money back on the Facebook ads that I was running. Huh. And then I got this other story about doing the same thing, but for affiliate marketing. So I'm like, Oh, that's a lot more passive. That's what I do. I do affiliate marketing. And, um, one of the realizations I came to was I had this affiliate, I have an affiliate, I have a post on some university, a bunch of robotic pool cleaners. And when people buy those $500, thousand dollar cleaners, like I get a pretty hefty commission cause they're so expensive. 
And so I'm like, oh, I'll just drive traffic from Facebook to this page and I will make my money back. Or I'll at least measure it and know that I'll make my money back. And it turns out that because, I, I, again, I'd read a success story of somebody else who had a one page full of affiliate links, was crushing it, making money, printing money, basically, is what they say. And that absolutely did not work at all in the least. And I'm really? like, well, yeah, right? It sounds logical that you're like, okay, that makes sense. But then when I really thought about it and I really looked at the person that I was taking this advice from or the, or the success story, I realized that all of their affiliate links – were for products that they would make a high commission on, but it would cost low to the customer. So, hmm. so, so for example, like uh, a company like Bluehost, right? People are making like $100, $150 a pop, a sign up. Wow. Right? That's like, that's the, that's what they're making. And the reason why it's so lucrative is because to the customer who's clicking that affiliate link and buying Bluehost, it costs $2.39. How does that even make sense financially? <laughs> well, so for so for the for the hosting company, they're like, oh well, you know we're the, you know we know the ret- lifetime value of a customer, okay. so we know what we can pay. Because oh, that makes they, sense. Yeah, you know they come in at two thirty nine, but we charge them for the whole year. Or we charge them for you know whatever, but or they just really want a website, and that's just the you know, and they got it. They got you know somebody told them what to buy, right? But the cost of entry is so much lower versus me saying. Hey, buy this thousand dollar pool cleaner. Right, you know? right. It's like, oh, well, that's gonna take. That's that's not an impulse buy for some people, and I'm only gonna make you know a, a, an eight percent or five percent commission on that. Interesting. Yeah. So it does not. It didn't work, and I had to sit down and like think why did why did this not why did this not work for me but worked for them? Do you think and there's a it. way you could execute it to where it would work for you? <sighs> yeah, but uh, maybe. And I would, ha- and this is this is part of the issue of like I've I kind of have to stop. It's like that. You know, do you ever go on an information diet? Oh yeah. You know, like I remember I read that I think in Four Hour Work Week, and I was like, oh yeah, I need to do that. Mm-hmm. And I still keep and like every once in a while when I find a lull in my business, I start like just reading and consuming everything businessy stuff, and I get all these ideas and I put them all into action, and I end up like just fucking <laughs> loot like just. Not think I never sit down and I think about what my business actually needs versus what I think other people are doing and seeing success in and going, oh, I'll just copy that. Right. Um, but yeah, I would have to, I would literally have to sit down. I would have to, you know what? I, I don't know. I think that that is an interesting question because, well, one, you, I don't know how good the traffic is from Facebook versus from Google because. In Google, I'd have to think, okay, if somebody's uh, – the people who land on my pool care or my, my pool cleaner page, they're Googling best robotic pool cleaners. Like they're they're actively looking to buy a pool cleaner. Right. And then here comes a site that's like, yeah, this is the best one. Go buy this. And they're like, shit, that's why, that's why I'm here. Right. Versus Facebook ads where I'm just – you know, I, I kind of found out somehow that you owned a pool and mm-hmm. I'm just like – Hey, you want a cleaner? And they're like, well, I wasn't thinking about it. So right. let me just see it. And they see it for like 30 seconds and they're like, nah. Yeah. You know, as yeah, soon as they yeah. see the price. So it's, it's, I had to like sit down and think of that just now of like the difference of the, the type of person it is. It's not an impulse. And so I'm doing right now, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm running Facebook ads for uh, Brew Cabin 
just to get people to fucking notice the site. Hmm. I don't have any, you know, they're not buying things. Yeah. I'm basically just like, it's a, it's an ad. It's a, it's a spin for marketing to get some people on the email list that perhaps if I later, if I come out with a product, I'll have an audience. I'm basically building an audience and I, you know, I'm paying for that. Right. So I don't know. There's, I, I think it depends on what your goals are. And I think not knowing what your goal, true goals are as a business, which is, I've been up in the air about ever since is, is, is caused me so many problems, especially when it comes to taking advice from other people who I'm like, oh, that, that guy is crushing her. That chick, like she is, she is like, Look how much money she's making. Look at her income reports. How am I not? How can I not? I don't want that much money. I have a site, you know, and right. it's like that. Yeah, she's in a totally different market than you, man. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I don't, I don't know if there's an answer to this really, right? Like you have to kind of go through the shit to figure out what works best for you. And then hopefully something hits. I feel like as long as your heart is in the right place, like you don't do shit all scammily. Scammily? Is that yeah. what? Scammy? S- Scammy, scammily, scummy, scammily, scum, scummily. Yeah, there you go. Um, I, 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 which I think, I think you are. I think I am too. I think we're in that place where, like, we want to do, we want to have businesses that we love, and yeah, that 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 are timeless. Yeah, and that and, last long, and that make good money. So I think it's yeah, just sure. more about figuring out, you know, that piece. And like you said, we're not in the make money niche. We're not showing people how to lose weight or how to get a girlfriend. Yeah. So it's a little bit right. different for us. Um, and you know, I, I, I hate sometimes I don't like talking or I don't like saying that because I don't want to sound like negative, like, oh, my, my business won't ever be as successful as somebody else's. I think it's more about like realizing where you are and that, like you said, we're just not in the same place as like a Pat Flynn or like a right. Ramit or whatever. It's just different. So you have to kind of adapt to your your niche and, and figure out what works best for you and for and for me, right? Right. But then how do you stop yourself from having that envy envy? But now I'm having a hard time with it. Like Envy- enviness, like that idea that like, wh- oh, man, they're making like a million dollars a month. How do I get my business to a million dollars a month? Dude, I don't know. That's I don't have an answer. <laughs> I feel that same way about a lot of things, about a lot of people. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, there are a ton of people making – there are people who have started more recently than me who yep. don't even have a website, who have like an Instagram or whatever, and they're like fucking making a ton of money. And I'm like – and. I'm like shit. What? How is that even possible? Like, what? What am I doing? What, right. am, I, what am I doing wrong or whatever? Right? right. Like, uh, so I think it's. I don't know. I don't know. If there's an answer for that. I think it's. It's just maintaining. Maybe maybe maintaining perspective. Maybe just staying the course and 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 keep doing what you're doing and, and keep adapting. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. Well, you know, that's interesting because it's like, do you think people who are at that level have that same have those same thoughts? Of I would like. I would think so. I would like to hope so. I fucking hope so. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> I, I hope like there's a guy going like, there's like, I hope Elon Musk is like, why can't I be like this other person? <laughs> right. you know? Like, I right. don't know who's above Elon at this point, but he's probably got somebody he's, he's, you know, I don't know, trying to like become, maybe it's somebody from history. He's like, why can't I be like more like Ben Franklin? Right. You know, I don't know. <laughs> do, but, do you- do you feel though that um, is money like a, a main motivator for you still, or do you like? I, so I look at Elon. I'm like, okay, he's obviously his. He's fine. His money situation is yeah. fine. I think he wants to more like change the world through what he's doing. Sure. Like, do do you feel that way with what you do? Because like, I mean, you are doing yeah. a, a bunch of cool shit. Or is money still pretty important? Money is. That's uh, a great. That's a, one of the best questions ever. Uh, money 
I think Steph asked me this a lot. It's a it's a form of it's a measurement tool. It's it's a metric. Uh, I, but n- n- no, but it's man, this is really hard <laughs> hard to answer because I want to say yes. I want to say it is a a factor. Um, and I think it's a factor for me right now because I'm in the process of like trying to figure out where I want to live and where I want to like settle down as a person, just as a person. Cause I'm not like a, like right now I'm renting a house in Boulder and I would love to own a house in Boulder, but I don't want to own something that is a starter house or a, uh, you know, it's like a, you know, a normal house. Like I want to own something that's like a Ballerville, like <laughs> something that, uh, you know, can, I can have like awesome parties and, and my friends are like, Oh, I love coming to your place. Like you yeah. have a water fountain in a urinal and you have <laughs> taps built into your bathroom. And it's like, yeah, man, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I want that. And so I know that I, I know because I'm self-employed and I have that flexibility of growing to that amount of wealth that, um, not that that is a like, and not that I can like end all be all at that, but I do think that I'm like I'm not done earning money yet. Like I'm not, I haven't like figured it out. Like I still feel like um, I mean, shit. I, I, I mean, last year I spent all this money trying to grow my business and ended up in forty grand in debt this year. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was and I up until I sold Roasty, like I that was I was in four, thirty-seven thousand dollars in debt in mm. credit card debt because. Be all because last year I really tried to scale my company and had and and really didn't stop and consider that one it was not going to be possible for what I was trying to do or two um, I, I I really didn't want to do it so my heart wasn't in into it hmm. and so like like last year I hired a bunch of people to uh, replace me in my own business and like you know run operations for me and I'm like. Well, that that was kind of premature, and um, then I hired like salespeople to go out and do the sponsorship sales stuff, which you know you you can commiserate with. But I realized like I our industry is not built for this this type of model. Like I I we I struggled every time I would get on the phone with a client, it was like pulling teeth with them, and I it took me five years to realize that like sponsorships just doesn't work in the swimming pool industry. Absolutely does not. That's interesting. Yeah. And it was in, and I spent so. I mean, I flew people to to conferences to like do Legion and yeah, spent a lot of money when we were flush. And then obviously, as a seasonal business, we came. You know, we were, I still had these employees and weren't weren't making enough money to pay for them. So I had to ride my credit card debt for a little bit. Right. And then uh, I, you know, I knew eventually it would it would pay off because of the season coming back. But oh, like the amount of stress that I had trying to do that stuff, and that was like a you know, I, that's why I kind of wanted to talk about it because, uh, you know, I, I did. I tried a lot at once and spent a lot of money doing a lot of trial and error, even 10 years into this. You know, like 10 yeah. years, like you, you'd think I'd have it figured out by now, you know. <laughs> but no, I'm still learning about what my business needs or and what it like what the in, like what my niche needs and what people are willing to pay for and what they're not willing to pay for and where I feel like we can make money and you know where we don't. So every day I'm still like, I mean, I just recently, you know, in the last month stopped selling sponsorships. Cause I'm like, I'm fucking done with this. Huh? I was pulling teeth. 
Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where, you know, it's, it's, that's why I was like, I, I and I've, and this is all because I've gotten advice, you know, it's all, and it's not direct advice. Usually it comes from hearing someone else's success. That's right. usually where it comes from. Same here. Same here. You know, I had a, I had a friend who said, I don't, I don't have any, I don't get paid that much money. All my money gets funneled back in my business. And I was like, oh, that's smart. So like, you don't pay a lot of tax at the end of the year. Like, you know, he's like, yeah, I pay myself barely enough money to survive. But like, really, I take dividends and all this stuff or distributions, whatever he calls it. And I took that. He didn't tell me to do that. I was just (laughs) like, fucking great idea. And I just ran with that, like full steam, because I dive into everything, no pun intended, like full steam and, and realized that's actually not the way I need to do things. That was really that was really a bad call on my part. But I don't know how to I, I guess I don't I don't know where we can conclude with this of of how do you make a decision or or not let those success stories affect you so much. But and you can't just ignore them, right? Cuz they just sometimes it's like personal friends, right? Yeah, right. Or, and you know, sometimes, I mean, so do you have an example of one time when you listened to a piece of advice, ran with it and actually turned out okay? Uh, (laughs) um, I'm sure I do. What have you? I feel like I have. (laughs) Do you know, do you, can you think of one? Um, I know I'm like, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I have. Um, but the reason well, I asked was the reason I asked was because, like, I don't think it's good to conclude by saying, you know, don't take advice from, <laughs> like, don't listen to other people or don't take advice from other people. Like, I think, no, I think, definitely not. I, I think you still have to one as entrepreneurs or people who are like always trying things, you just have to kind of go through the muck of trying shit that may or may not work, right? Because right, maybe right. you have a hunch that it will work. And maybe it will, maybe it won't, but you have to try uh-huh. things, you know? Uh, and two, I, like I said earlier, I think there's a way, and it doesn't always work again, but I think there's a way to get, to take a piece of advice and apply what you think will work for you and then maybe discard the rest of it. Or maybe you try the whole thing and realize part of it doesn't work, so you discard that part. I think there's yeah. like a, there's a little bit of a mix in there. Um, I think you just have to stay positive and just continue to try things even, I mean, cautiously, obviously, because you don't want to go... 40k debt or whatever you know no right no uh i think i think one of the things i can conclude with is have you read a book called traction no it's a business framework um my buddy jp turned me on to it and i read the whole thing it's it's really frameworky it's like very like nerdy uh how to how to style your business but i one of the things i took from it and i kind of wasn't for it it was like this whole exercise in the beginning, like write down your value proposition, write down like what your uh, what your company's like feelings are, <laughs> like um, are uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for, like like a single words that you can use to describe your business to other people, or like what your core, uh, as core values, what your core values are as a business, mm-hmm. you know what it is that you actually do as a business, and when I sat down and did that, a lot of things became because I did that later after all this debt stuff. Uh, a lot of things became super clear to me and it, and it made me think about how I make decisions going forward. So um, I realized that I, I run a digital media company. What I do as a, as, a, as a person and as a company is we create 
digital media. We create media, right? Mm. Uh, and, and specifically digital. And so when someone says to me, hey, man, I'm starting to do Amazon FBA stuff and I'm fucking killing it. And I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. Like, wait, that is not media. That is selling physical products. And right. yes, that sounds intriguing and he's making a lot of money. Uh, but that's not what my company does. Right. Please refrain from doing that. Um, and, you know, same with like, and I started getting into the software game and I'm like, oh, you know, we do software now. I'm a software company. Like I got all these software products. And then it's like, well, you're a digital media company. So it's like, <laughs> do you make software or not? And it's like, well, depends if it's for creating digital media, then yes. But if it's not, then no. Right. right. And so, uh, it's, I, that sort of, that exercise of going through that first chapter really in the book and coming up with like what it is that you do, what it is that you're willing to do as a person, uh, it made it very clear on like what it is that I create. So, uh, courses, yes, because it's digital media, you know, uh, consulting, no, because it's not digital media. Right. Right. So it's like, okay, so you can just make these clear distinctions. And when someone else is having success in something, you just have to ask yourself, is it what I do or is it not what I do? But that that took me forever to learn. that. That's perfect. I mean, you know, figure out what what your core values are. You don't have to use Mm -hmm. that word, but just figure out what you are and what you're doing. Yeah. And just be like relentless about sticking to that set of things that you describe yourself as right yeah yeah um and like that's that could probably filter out like 90 percent of shit that you are interested in but you shouldn't be doing because it's not right. part of your or your right. mo you know so yep that's a good one so what are you gonna what are you gonna try next dude i'm gonna like go all in on friendster i think i'm gonna revive yeah. the social media dude, site that's a hot site dude and that's gonna come back just watch <laughs> yeah it's coming back you can you can feel it in the air. I don't know where that came from. That was weird. Justin Timberlake is going to bring it back. <laughs> no, uh, what are you like? What are you going to? You got anything coming up in the pipeline now that you just got? You're fresh back from a mastermind. I'm sure you got billion ideas. Yeah, you know, honestly, like this year, I told myself I'm going to focus on. Um, I'm going to focus on the YouTube thing. I want my goal is to do one video a week. I want to get better at producing videos. I want to get better on camera. That was my whole thing. So I'm going to do that. That's uh, goal number one for this year. Goal number two is I want to, like I told you, uh, just sort of trans- transform the site right now, which is sort of a jumbled mess of SE- at least on the SEO side. Uh, yeah. I want to turn it into more of like a really easy to search for site as far as like resources for like menswear and men's style. I think there's mm-hmm. like there's so much content on there that a lot of it is buried. That's good, and a lot of it is shit. And there are right. like a handful of really great articles. I want to like be able to filter all that out and promote it and make sure it all looks good to Google. So Google is nice to me. So that's right. those are my those are my two overarching goals for this year, and I just want to tackle those two things. I'm trying to keep it simple so I get shit done. Yeah, and you're still sticking with the same business model that you've had. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. You know, honestly, like I think SEO is really important for me because I know that once I fix that, everything else will just fall into place. Like I will right. get more ad revenue. I will get more email signups. Yeah, I will sell my course easier just because everything is all good. You know, like with SEO with Google, I just need to fix that shit. So like that's that's my I think my most important goal, and then you know the YouTube thing too. But I think that's going to be most effective to my business is to right. fix that stuff. Yeah. And you're, I mean, yeah. Cause you're, would you consider yourself a digital media company? 
I mean, that's kind of what we are, right? Or what I am. Right. I mean, I don't have multiple brands. I have the one brand. Um, but yeah, but that's what you do. But that's what I do. I create digital media. Yeah. 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 Well, that's sweet. How about sounds you? Like a, sounds like a simple, uh, yeah, me. Uh, uh, I Well, I gave myself a thing this year that I wasn't allowed to create anything new. Hmm. Uh, meaning I wasn't allowed to build any more brands. Okay. So, uh, you know, and I sold one of them, right. so I really went be- went the other way with it. Uh, for the rest of this year, so I so I had this meeting with my editor, and and um, I said that I was really reluctant to get back into marketing as a as a person, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to do that. So I'm basically the marketing director of my company again, which means I'm doing, you know, Facebook ads and, and not, well, not Facebook, ad, Facebook ads for brew cabin, um, putting, you know, putting things up on buffer for, uh-huh. for brew cabin and swim you and stuff. Uh, and you know, if there, I don't really do a lot of outreach, but if there's anybody that like emails me for like, I don't know, they want to syndicate my stuff. Like I'll handle all that relationship stuff. Right. <laughs> um, and, um, really just doubling down on um, product development. And I think that is an area that I have seen success in, but have really been shitty at doing like really shitty. And I don't know why. Is it uh, specific to uh, Monday lab products or like one of your, one of your other brands? All of them. Everything. Okay. All of them. Yeah. Like the last product that I've made that I think I made, well, besides the SEO course, but that was on swimming or money lab. Uh, but like, yeah, for, for swim university, I haven't made a product in four or five years Hmm. and I'm like, I have these two products and I'm like, dude, I can be making so many more products for swim university all around digital media, all around like, oh yeah, education and knowledge. And I'm just not, I just, I just, I was trying to remove myself from the business. That was, that was my goal last year and I failed miserably and I'm like, no, I'm, I am this. I am this. This is what I do. Like I right. am the product development team. Like that's you know, um, that's, it's no, sort of that's like, another that's another piece of advice that we get a lot, isn't it? Oh, remove yourself from the business as much as possible. Right. Isn't that funny? Yeah, don't work in your business. Work on your business. Right. But what if you I'm fucking like, love no, what you I do? Like, yeah, yeah, I like working in it. You know, <laughs> I actually, you know, like, uh, yeah, I was, I was, I always like tried to. Um, you drink beer, right? You're a beer yeah. drinker. Um, so, Dogfish Head. Sam Calagione, who is the CEO of Dogfish Head, his job is in research and development. He's in R&D. Hmm. And his job is to go around and just make fucking weird beers. And then he, and he goes, hey, this beer is really good. Everyone's drinking it. Uh, can we make this in mass? And he has to ask his COO if, that's even, <laughs> if, that's, if he's even allowed to. That's funny. And, and he gets a budget. Like he's, like he's basically, even though he is the owner of the company, like he hired himself within his own company to do the thing that he's actually good at and how hmm. he even started the company. That's cool. And I've always tried to emulate that. I'm like, that's what I want. Like, put me in the weeds because that's what I'm good at. And I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I think now I ha- now I've I've come to the conclusion that it is product development. And uh, so, yeah, we're I'm, I'm planning on at the end of the summer focusing all of my you know all those months at the end of the summer on SwimU products. So, uh, making like video courses, uh, individual micro products for SwimU. Okay. Um, like like emergency like emergency help guides and emergency like if you know oh your pool's green you know 
here's like a you know ten dollar crash course on like getting it clear as fast as possible all video all you know right um you know we'll see what that i mean i i feel good with the ten dollar cost and it makes sense in my head but and i'll i'll do it the best that i possibly can and we'll see what happens and then um and then this this week and this month uh i'm developing that theme and uh putting together a couple more courses for money lab and yeah all all mostly product stuff nice product and marketing yeah that's exciting yeah so i'm 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 i feel better because i was i was definitely working on my business for the last eight months Uh and now i feel like i'm finally working back in it again and I really don't need anybody to like run it. It's kind of it kind of runs itself. It's pretty simple, especially when you're not doing sales. And that right. for me was like I was trying to hire somebody to do that and it just wasn't working out. I'm like, oh well, if all we have to do is create products and sell them via our own website, then I can. That's easy enough to handle. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think yeah. you're sort of dialing in on what works for you and what you enjoy doing. So fuck exactly. it, exactly. Do that yeah. shit. Easier said than done. It is. It is. <laughs> I believe in you. Uh, yeah, thank you, man. I believe in you too. <laughs> Are you going to be in uh, Portland? Uh, this- no, I'm going to be in Boise. Yeah. Bo- Boise. Oh, you're going to? Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, competing That's conferences. Yeah, I'm going to uh, HomebrewCon actually. Oh, cool. Okay. In Portland, yeah, and then and obviously it's the same time as WDS. I'll just yeah. be in town for that. Interesting. Oh, that's right. Everyone's going to be in freaking uh, <laughs> in Boise that that week. I don't know. Is that true? I th- don't people I, still do Portland? I don't know. I think so, but I would think. I mean, that convert. I mean, Casey Neistat's going to be there. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Got to follow him. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Well, dude, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is a great conversation. Yeah. yeah if, if you ever want to come back on and do something that's like not about this topic or something specific that you whatever, like you're welcome to come back anytime. I know there's not a huge audience here, but uh, yet. Perhaps <laughs> let's do a mat. Let's do a Matt Givenici, uh makeover. How about that? Oh, what do I like? All right, if you had to give me one thing <laughs> to wear, what would I, what should I buy? That's a loaded question, man. Uh, do I have to pick like a a, a top or a, a bottom? Oh, oh, are you top or bottom? That's a good oh, question. I'm definitely a bo- I'm a power <laughs> bottom. <laughs> let's save this for another uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah I just uh I um I use uh, Bombfell that's my go-to okay. now cool how do you do you like it I do because I hate shopping for clothes yeah like I hate going and like trying on everything I feel and I always go by myself and I usually just go to Target because I'm afraid to go into Banana Republic or something because <laughs> they're like yeah but now that they just send me like really nice stuff I don't even know what it costs I'm just like yeah I like this shirt and they're yeah. like oh it's two hundred two hundred dollars I'm like whatever <laughs> I, I already opened the I already ripped the tags off of it. It's mine now. That's funny, but I do like it. I it's not it's hit or miss. I mean, but I, I yeah I want to keep my wardrobe lean. So yeah, it's better that it's better that it's a miss than a get because now I have I'm sitting on like four pants and I only wear one of them. No, interesting. But so, I was like I was like oh I like it, but it, yeah I'd never wear them. Can you send back? Can't you send back the set that doesn't work for you? Like the you yeah, but I I, I put it on and I'm like oh I like this. Oh I see. I'll wear this and then I don't wear it. And I'm like shit. Well, I, I fucking deal with that too. I mean, I yeah. buy shit. I'm like, eh. I thought I liked it when I bought it. I'm like, oh, I'm never wearing this, and right. it sucks. Now it's in your closet. Yep, yep. Yeah, eternal struggle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, to wrap this up, uh, if you guys have any questions or topics you'd like me to talk on the show, or even you, Baron, uh, mm-hmm. please email me. You know my email address, Matt at MoneyLab.co. Um, also, feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. I'm always open to try new ones out. That one was mine. 
today. Uh, if you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. I'm assuming you listen to podcasts, no? Yes. What's your favorite? Other than this one? Yeah, other than this, this yes. Um, that's a good question. Uh, the last two I listened to, have you heard of The Entrepreneurs? It's a show called The Entrepreneurs. No. I actually don't know who runs it or why it's called that, but I found a few episodes that I, I was interested in, uh, so I, I downloaded a few. So here's my thing. I don't subscribe to podcasts necessarily. I find episodes and I download episodes. Is that weird? That is it's the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah, so I don't know why I do that. But so if I if I download enough episodes of a certain podcast, then I'll just subscribe to it. But I typically like try it out first. Do most of the podcasts you listen to are like uh, like educational? A lot of them are, yeah. But then some of them yeah. like uh, the New York Times had one about the caliphate, which I thought was really interesting. I subscribed to that. Uh, it was like this lady who interviewed um, – who is interviewing I guess someone who is part of ISIS and they kind of talk uh. through like the whole – like how it all started or whatever. So that when I knew I was going to be interested from the beginning, so I just subscribed. Sure. But a lot of them, I'm like, I find an episode, I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me download it. And then if I download enough of their back episodes, then I subscribe. I don't know if that was weird or not. Apparently it is. I Yeah, that's... I've n- I've never heard anybody say that they're doing that. <laughs> but it makes, it makes sense because you're like, you're basically going and finding information that you want to hear and then if it's good, right. it's like you're trying it out. So if you want to go like... Re, like you know when you go to amazon you're like i want to i want to know if i like this book but they always just give you the first chapter and the first chapter is usually pretty awful yeah <laughs> and it's like if i could just go pick one chapter of this book and i was only allowed to pick one chapter and i based it off of that like that would be much better system right because <laughs> i'd be like oh i want to i want to hear this chapter that's the one i'm really interested in so right uh yeah it's, it's interesting I, I i don't like I'm trying to think of i don't listen to many like educational shows besides like homebrewing ones anymore hmm. Yeah, but for those, I'm just like, there's not many, so you just <laughs> right. listen to the whole thing. Um, so uh, either way, it's a good advice for like listening to this show. Pick an episode you like, yeah, and uh, or that makes sense. Uh, if you really like this show, please tell your friends <laughs> who you might think enjoy it will also enjoy this show. Uh, and and like Baron, point them to your favorite episodes, and maybe they'll listen to this one, and they'll be like, "Oh, this is awesome! I, this is such a good episode." I need I'm to subscribe. Yeah. I need to subscribe. How can I subscribe twice? Yeah. Is that good? <laughs> uh, all right, Baron. Thanks so much for doing this again. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cool. Thanks again for listening. That's it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Please tell your friends about this show.